Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I am so excited to have you joining me today as we talk about one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I know I say that often, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 really has been two of my favorite verses for a very long time. If you ask my husband right now which Bible verses I quote the most often, without a doubt, he will say Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Of course, my kiddos might say Ephesians 6.1. If you don't know that passage, it's children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. (laughs) I'll leave a pause so you can chuckle at that. You know, the other day, my youngest, who is 11, was making a recipe that we had not made before. She was making meringue. And as you know, maybe you don't know, but meringue, it can be finicky to make. You have to do everything in just the right order. And it is a very precise procedure when you make meringue. So she is mixing the egg whites and the cream of tartar and has gotten it to a certain consistency. And then we begin to add the sugar in. And I realized something about baking, I realized something about recipes, and that is that sometimes we have to know what not to do as much as we have to know what to do. You know, the instructions in the recipe say, do this, do that, mix this, mix that, X, Y, Z. You have the instructions, but a lot of times the recipes will add in a few extra instructions that say, don't do this or don't do that. Don't undermix. Don't overbake. Those are little warnings on the recipe that someone who had tested this recipe and knew that it was tried and true said, hmm, this recipe does have some tricks to it. We have to be careful. These are the areas where we might struggle a little. Why do certain verses stick in our minds and hearts a little deeper than others? And why do verses that address my weaknesses, like don't do this or that, are the ones we easily remember? I think because we need them so much. And then also, it's interesting that putting them into practice is what is often troubling. You know, I've experienced my share of time on the struggle bus of trusting God. When things were going smoothly in my life, I thought I was trusting God. But when things weren't going so well, my trust fell flat. And I realized that I wasn't actually trusting God when things were going smoothly either. I needed to learn the concept of genuine trust in God. Solomon wrote Proverbs, back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He was the wisest man to ever live. And while some of his sayings are simple statements that paint an unmistakable picture, some are statements that contain two balancing parts, like the key verses for today's podcast episode. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And then Proverbs sixteen twenty says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. 
And then Proverbs 29, 25, again, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. In Solomon's book of wisdom, one of the foundational principles he repeats often is trusting God in all things. Each time Solomon mentions this importance, he tells us we need to trust and explains how to trust by identifying what trust is not. When we understand which behaviors are the opposite of trust, then we can recognize our choices for what they are, poor choices. At least that's what's happened to me when I stopped trusting God. My husband and I recently taught our son to drive, and we gave instructions continually. He had to obey the driving rules. He had to obey the traffic signs. But sometimes we had to say what not to do. Don't slam the brakes so hard. Don't turn the curve so quickly. Trusting God is twofold. It's believing God is God and fully recognizing that we are not. What is one of the best ways to learn to trust God? Ask him to build your trust. One of the best ways that I've found to learn a concept in my faith walk is to pray through it according to the Bible. When I look at that first section of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, it implores me to pray, Lord, help me to trust you with every part of me. God will take whatever we give him, but he wants all of us. Every single part of our story is his to redeem. And when we learn to give it all to him, the good, the bad, and the ugly, then this is what trust really looks like, knowing that he has all the power to turn brokenness into beauty. The second part of trust in the Lord with all your heart says, and do not lean on your own understanding. This is where I get hung up in living out this verse. Maybe you too. Because Google has great solutions, right? The next Pinterest hack could be the answer. The current bestseller or podcast episode is where I could reason my way through the next big decision. Except spiritual choices won't be answered by human logic. Amen? Some of the greatest protection God has given me is saving me from my own reasoning. This implores me to pray, Father, help me not to rely on human logic for spiritual decisions. And then remember Proverbs 16, 20, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. For the first portion of that verse, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. It makes me think about a quote from a former pastor of mine. He would say, it's not the parts of the Bible I don't know that I struggle with. It's putting into practice the parts that I do. And walking through life on biblical principles is not exactly popular right now. But God promises success when we obey his commandments. What do we really trust that success looks like when we rely on God? The second half of that verse, Proverbs 16, 20 said, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. I love that word blessed because trusting in God results in joy and blessing. Solomon knew and experienced this firsthand. As we look at the last verse on trusting God, 
Proverbs 29.25, fear of man will prove to be a snare. That's something that trust does not look like. Trust does not look like fear. Fear has wrecked the hearts of the world over the last few years, especially as the COVID-19 pandemic surged. And while wisdom asks God to navigate murky waters, fear relies on human instinct. God is in control and he can be trusted. The second half of Proverbs 29, 25 says, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And when we pray through this, we can pray, Lord, keep me from the trap of fearing human power and provide the safety only you can give. When we choose to trust God, remembering his character, we are promised safety. Relying on God's promises provides security and strength. He has always kept his promises. Not one of them has been left out in the cold. Not one of them has been broken. He is the one who straightens our paths and reveals our next step. Listen to the verses one more time as we walk through them together. Three verses from the wisdom of Solomon on learning to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 16, 20. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Proverbs 29, 25. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Going back to what we said previously about instructions and how recipes sometimes tell us not to do certain things. If we review the verses once more that we've studied, we find we are not to rely on our human understanding for what God does or how he works or spiritual decisions. And then number two, we should not fear human power, but Fearing the Lord is where our strength and safety lies. Let me pray a prayer with you on learning to trust God, sort of putting all these verses together and praying them back to him. God, I give you every part of me. With all of my heart, I long to trust you fully. When I'm tempted to rely on my understanding, align my heart with yours. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who prompts my heart to follow your word. Lord, bless my decision to trust you fully. Flood my soul with your joy and peace. When fear lurks, threatening to void my trust in you, save me from it. Protect me with your almighty power and keep me safe in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I encourage you for a moment that if you are struggling with trusting God and especially in all the things, join the Trusting God in the Dark Bible Reading Plan. You can grab this journal at rachelwojo.com forward slash shop. Join us in the Bible Reading Challenge for the month of January or join at any time through doing this journal on your own. Thanks so much for listening in today from wherever you are. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. 
Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.